Hello and welcome to another episode of Weekly Tangents, the show where two high school friends talk about high for school time. I thought you were going to say two high schoolers, and I was really confused where you were going with it. But then you finished with a completely different thing, and I was still confused where you went with it. Yeah, well, I just figured, why not adapt a great line into something that makes no sense at all? Yeah, sure, why not? (sighs) Well, you know, it's been a little bit since we talked, but we we fill each other in a little bit, but I'm going to fill you in some more. Oh, fill me in, daddy. So, I'm going to start by asking a question. Is it why I said daddy in that situation? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the question. Oh, I mean, who wouldn't? That's the better question. All right. Well, here's my question. Have you ever told someone about a hobby you have only for them to want to see you do it? And then you either fail spectacularly or rise to the occasion? Not specifically for a hobby, but other situations, yes. All right, so you, you kind of know the pain I'm going to go through later today. Because <laughs> oh. I told one of my friends that I was going to, like, skate with her and, you know, kind of teach her a little bit because she wanted to, like, learn. Because I used to skate back in high school, but that was, like, literally six years ago. And I told her, like, I don't really remember how to skate. I'm probably going to be really bad. And she's like, oh, it's okay. Like, you know, I, I'm going to be just learning. But last night we were texting and she's like, yeah, I've been practicing. And I'm trying to do some tricks. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? I'm saying I might not even be able to skate. <laughs> so I am not ready for the awkward embarrassment that's going to happen when I have to learn how to just rebalance on a board when she's trying to do actual tricks. So <laughs> Either way, you'll probably be better than me because I remember that was something that I felt bad about going to uh, Korea where like at least where we grew up in the States, there weren't many skating places to go to, especially the place that you're going to wasn't even around until like we were almost done with high school. Yeah. Whereas uh, in Korea, you know, it's so dense with so many buildings and so many large floors where there's skating so uh in so many places in korea and i had gone a couple of times and almost every korean person that i met could skate pretty damn well meanwhile i had gone like once in high school oh so you actually kind of know the shame that i'm talking about yeah but yeah like i i specifically told her like yeah i'm i'm gonna need a minute to catch up and she's cool that she's excited so like It'll be fine, but deep down, I'm still dreading it and not mentally prepared for the disappointment. <laughs> uh, well, I'm looking forward to hearing your disappointment updates. Oh, you're going to hear it next week or two weeks, whatever. You get the idea. Yeah. But anyways, that's kind of where I want to go with this episode. Like, I want to talk about those experiences where you've like, you've flexed, you've told someone about something you're good at, and then they want you to prove it. I don't care if you succeeded or failed. I just want to hear about it. Does it have to be something that I'm good at or just anything that I've talked about? Because I'm going to be honest, I'm not too much of a braggart if I can brag. It could be anything you've talked about. Like, I don't know, maybe say like, oh man, I've been getting into playing piano. And then someone's like, show me a song. And you're like, here's Chopsticks. (laughs) 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 So like, that's acceptable. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I guess one of the most obvious ones that that come up when... uh, when i talk about like oh i lived in korea for a bit or when i was studying korean or whatever is whenever i talk to like a korean american or someone who's just from korea and they speak english pretty well and they're like oh wow you must be so good at korean then no you should show me something and it's just like uh 
I can say hello or I need a bag. Like my vocabulary is okay, but my <laughs> sentence structure is still like, I can say, I like this, I want this. And that's about as deep as my sentences go. So whenever that happens, I just feel like a complete dipshit because they just come in with the expectations of like, what well, one day I was at TJ Maxx a few months ago and this guy was like, oh, you lived in Korea, you know, can you speak? And it's like, oh, you know, just the basics. They're like, oh, and then he starts speaking Korean. And I was just like, oh. Which is, I don't speak Korean very well. And it's just like, when I say the basics, I mean, I can say, you know, do you have any toilet paper? I don't mean I can talk about my day, you know, with someone. Yeah, you also know how to say take your pants off, don't you? I do. That's an important thing to know. <laughs> but no, all jokes aside, I actually know that exact pain because it's the same fucking thing with Spanish. And Spanish is a lot more common here, unfortunately. So it comes up a lot. And it's just like, no, no, you need to understand the level we're talking about here. Yeah, but, but I, I mean, you took what? Because I know that you did it in high school, but then didn't you take like three semesters of like accelerated Spanish in college? Yeah, and what I'll say is about 100% of the Spanish I learned was in college. I don't retain anything from high school. Mm-hmm. But nah, like I'm able to functionally do it at work most of the time, especially when my patients kind of teach me the words, which helps. But at, at least for me, if it, I can't do it, it kind of comes off like he's trying because there's so many Spanish speakers here. For you, I could imagine the internal shame where you're like, I swear I'm not a Korea, boo. I just went to Korea and lived there. Yeah, well, that was one of the shittiest things is I didn't even get a chance to study Korean in Korea because they work you so goddamn hard that by the time that you come home, like you're just exhausted and you want to do something for yourself. And then before you know it, it's 11 p.m. and you have to wake up to deal with kindergartners in the morning. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's just, like, the unfortunate work culture there. Yeah. I know that your least favorite job was dishwashing, but, like, certainly the Korea job was draining in its own way because you didn't just stop the minute you clocked out, I'd imagine. Like, from what I recall, the dread was, like, sticking with you. Yeah, well, plus, it was full-time, and on top of that, like, if I hated dishwashing, I could quit dishwashing and go back home, where if I quit this, then I gotta pay $1,000 to go back to America because I can't stay in Korea without a job, especially during, like, the height of COVID, and I was just like, damn, not only is this job shitty, it's my first full-time job, and it's shitty, and I'm in a different country, so there's a lot more repercussions if I quit. Yeah, there was just a lot of barriers there. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean unfortunately amongst all that you're korean you never quite got there but you know you can still you can rectify that my korean as in the language i thought you were saying that i'm korean all of a sudden and i got very confused you got a race change they just injected korean blood into your veins yeah i got what michael jackson had but the more racist version i don't know that the body works like that (laughs) yep but not honestly though yeah, that's fair. So we both have language stuff there. Like, I completely get you. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you are an embarrassment of a human being. So I'm sure you oh, have yeah. much more than me. So please, Jonathan, go ahead. Okay. Let me set the scene for you. Jonathan, twenty summer 2019. Yeah. Okay. He just went ham at the arcade with his two close friends, a group playing DDR eight oh, hours, okay. three yeah, yeah. times a week, spending probably like hundreds of dollars on that damn game, right? Mm-hmm. And like at the time, I got pretty good at it. Like it was just the thing we did. But then, you know, the pandemic hit and everything. So I haven't realistically played in a few years. So like when people ask me, Jonathan, you used to play DDR, right? Look, there's a machine here. Let's play. Show us what you got. 
I, they need to understand I haven't danced in like three years and also there's variations between the machines and like how hard you have to press and like adjusting mm-hmm. settings Getting your excuses ready and oh no i'm like lining them all up because i've done this every time because mm-hmm. i just fucking bomb and they're like you used to play this <laughs> and i'm like i swear i did and i swear i was good but you know it, it, it doesn't really if people don't believe it when you like lose within the first 20 seconds yeah but nah, like I remember though, the the one time I did both disappoint and then live up to the hype was when you and your girlfriend at the time, uh, Da Young, came to visit and saw me and uh, the two friends and actually Allie at round one. Mm-hmm. And I was playing Pump It Up, which is a different game than DDR, but point being- But still DDR. Eh, for the most part, yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember the first song, like, I kind of, like, bombed a little bit because, like, I didn't want to make, I didn't want to, like, flex on Ali super hard. But then you, like, made a comment about, wow, like, you know, I thought you'd be better. So the second song, I like, all right, here we go. <laughs> so, like, I put on an intentionally difficult second song. Ali, like, immediately died. But I was, like, holding up, getting perfect notes and everything. So she was, like, distracting. Or you were distracting me. I, don't, I think it was you who was grabbing my ass while I was playing. No, and, me, I would never grab your ass. Yeah, you would never do that. <laughs> and, like, other things. And she was, like, shoving me or whatever. And I think I still beat the song. I don't really remember, to be honest. But I was like, ha. That time, that was the only time I've ever gotten to flex when I've gotten to say I played DDR because that was like in my high of playing DDR. Anything since then, oh man, I've just stopped mentioning it to people. <laughs> yeah, uh, honestly, probably a good route after the DDR that I experienced from you. <laughs> nah, I sometimes to this day I do miss it, but then I remember what it would take to get back into it, and I'm like, the, the high isn't worth all the lows. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely understandable. Plus, that thing's kind of like a money sink because it's like what a dollar for ninety seconds. Uh, yeah, so it's like a dollar fifty for three songs, assuming you don't die before then. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, if you want to get better, you want to challenge yourself with hard songs, so you might end up dying just to try to get better. It's really a vicious loop, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, you you gotta sp- sp- shill out five thousand dollars for a DDR machine in your home. Well, I mean, John literally did get himself, like, two pads that were not of bad quality just so he could play it at home uh, during the pandemic. Yeah, but it's unfor- not the same. It's it's not the same, to be honest. And by that time, uh, Ken and I had largely stopped playing it, so it, it was kind of disappointing. I know that John still plays it to this day, and Ken and I cheer him on, but it's like, we, we're kind of past that. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, for me, something that I thought of, which might not be exactly what you were going here for, but once again, I'm so infallible that I don't have too many examples, Okay, <laughs> is uh, I was always one of those kids who was really naturally smart, especially when it came to like math. And growing up, I never had to study for, you know, my multiplication table, fractions, you know, when we got to all of that stuff, measurements, area, volume, and all that. But Uh as you go up and you don't study whatsoever, and it gets harder than two times two equals four, you know, it it tends to show of like, this kid's not studying at all, even if he's naturally uh, smart. So sophomore year at high school, I, uh, I was in advanced pre-calculus with a lot of our friends. And that was something that I was always, uh, I always told people like prior to, you know, in middle school, even I might've told you, you know, freshman year, we had math together. I'm like, mm-hmm. man, I never study. I never do homework, but I still like, you know, I get F's on that, but I get A's on tests. So I don't worry about me. I'll pass this class with a C or whatever. And, uh, 
I remember pre-calc was the only class that I ever failed because that did not <laughs> cut it at that point. And I remember for the final test uh, that we took at the end of the year, because the teacher didn't do it on the last day. He did it like a week before the last day. So the final week at school was just like party time or whatever. Yeah. And I, I remember just like, nah, I got this. I just got to get like an 83 on this test and not <laughs> get know. an F in this class. Did not get an 83. But uh, it was hilarious because it didn't work out well. But at the same time, it worked out perfectly because the teacher was one of those cool guys. And uh, I, everyone gets their test back. It's like, oh, how much did you get? And, you know, our friend Val was really smart. was like, oh, you know, I got like a 95%. Oh, oh you know, no. this. And I'm over here. And it's like, well, I got a 100. And they're like, no, you did not. And I'm like, ask the teacher. Hey, did I get a 100? <laughs> He's like. Yeah, Dylan got a 100. I mean, he's not lying. And they're like, dude, how the fuck did you get a 100? And everyone's just like so impressed. And I'm like, guys, test was out of 200. I got a 50%. <laughs> I just want to say, that teacher is a bro. He's like, I'm not going to fucking end your career and throw you under the bus. No, he uh, he did not end my career. If anything, he he was my hype man. And I, I love him for that, even if he did fail me. I mean, honestly, that was just such a good way of handling that. And I love the way you put it, too. Just like you kind of obfuscate the important details. Yeah, well, I mean, it was perfect because I got exactly 100 points out of 200. Like if I got, you know, 101, I couldn't say that because I, you know, there wasn't any extra credit on the test or something. So it just worked out perfectly. It really did. Honestly, you probably could have gone down a few points and would have made a difference anyways. <laughs> that, but... That's true. If I went down a couple points, it still would have been, you know, the same thing of like, yeah, you got a 95. But, you know, 100 was what made it perfect because it was it, like, you think 100, you think perfect score. And really, yeah. I got an F. <laughs> and everyone's like, really? You pulled it off? Like, I get what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that is actually great, though. No, I could understand, like, trying to, like, live up to academic expectations and failing. <laughs> well, considering that you didn't even graduate high school, yeah. Legally, <laughs> But, nah, all jokes aside, I, I actually just thought of one on the spot about a funny situation where I never lived up to expectations. Oh, hit me with it. So, you know, picture this scene again. Freshman year, Jonathan's trying to reinvent himself going into high school, right? That so, didn't work out very well. <laughs> no, I, I'd say it went well. Hear me out. Hear me out. Mm-hmm. He he stopped being the nerd in middle school who was missing so many days due to, like, at that time, like, uh, mental health issues. But, like, I, I wanted to drop being a nerdy band kid, right? Mm-hmm. Um, For various reasons, actually. But uh, one of them was reinventing myself. So I dropped my drumsticks. It made a clanging sound on the floor. And I decided to go into football, right? Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, because uh, for football, you had to wear the jersey every Thursday, I want to say, jersey and shorts. So, like, Boy, people... You were also in ROTC, so, which wasn't that, like, every Friday you had to yeah. wear? <laughs> so, so you were just in uniform three out of five days, of, or two out of five of the days of the week. Yeah, it was so great. I, I, like, I never got to express myself in clothing, but at least I never had to actually, like, pick it out. Because, you know, family was low income. It kind of worked out. Okay. But the thing was, like, because of how high schoolers were at the time, girls would be like, oh, Jonathan, you're in football and everything. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm in football. And then the other guys would, like, hype me up. They're like, yeah, Jonathan's in football. And, you know, he, you know, really awesome and all that. And he's good when people would ask them. Mm-hmm. Right. And the thing is, I wasn't a starter and I wasn't the backup either. I was, there's a startups, uh, starters, the backups and like everyone else because of how fucking huge the Vista team is. Mm-hmm. So, like. The whole entire season in practice, 
I had the ball thrown on me because I played defense. I played corner. I had to stop receivers from catching the ball. Mm-hmm. I, I had the ball thrown in my direction a whole two times over the entire four month season. And if you count like training camp, it's five months, right? Mm-hmm. And I did not have a single pass thrown on me in any of the games. So in five months, I had the chance to defend two passes. <laughs> so I never actually knew, am I good? Am I bad? Who knows? They never throw my way. <laughs> yeah. So like people would be like, oh, Jonathan, you're a starter or you're a football player. And they would like ask me about it. I'm like, I don't fucking know if I'm good. <laughs> I don't play. I'm not a starter. <laughs> but, you know, it was just funny because people had these expectations about, oh, man, the guy with the glasses, like he's athletic. He's playing on the team and everything. This is cool. So girls did honestly give me more attention my freshman year than they did the other years in general. I don't remember that, but OK. <laughs> well, you weren't in all my classes. I might as well have been. But no, nah, it was just pretty great though. Um I I'm going to give an example. I'm not going to mention her name, but it was kind of funny because there was this one girl who was like really attractive in my science class freshman year. Mm-hmm. And like a few of the football guys were like hitting on her, but I happened to be the one lucky enough to sit next to her. Mm-hmm. So I got her number, right? Or rather I <laughs> I tried to give her No, no, yeah, she gave me her number and she wanted to like go to the football game with me the varsity game though so like i actually would have been able to go okay the thing is i was a dumbass and i put the digits in the wrong order like it was a transpositional error i like mixed up two numbers so like i tried texting her being like hey you know i'm at the game where are you at and like she never responded obviously (laughs) because i got the wrong number so she ended up going out with someone else and they ended up actually dating so i guess really like it was the right thing for the universe but it was just kind of funny because I was like, man, I was like a little freshman high school. Jonathan got my first like date in order and then it just fucking fell apart because of my dumbass self. Well, I'm just made as, as amazed as well from the standpoint of uh, normally when I give someone my number, they give me their number. The person who gets the number sends them a text right away in front of them. That way they say, OK, now you have my number. But you just got her number and was like, I'll text you at some point. <laughs> okay not not trying to like downplay myself here but that was the first girl's number i think i ever got and it's not about being a girl or not it's just about getting uh, someone's number if i got your number right now and i I would send you a text and be like cool did you get it now you have mine okay okay let me let me try to explain this further that was freshman year so i didn't even have a smartphone at that point i had a prepaid track phone that had like the number digits you would have to press multiple times like get the right letter I did not have many numbers at all. It was literally just my family contacts. I think she was literally the first uh, phone number from a friend I tried to, or in that case, romantic interest that I tried to get. So it just genuinely did not occur to me. That was common practice. All right. All right. I'll give you the pass for now, but I'll, I'll do some digging with our friends and see how much of this is true. I genuinely think she was the first, as far as I remember. All right. And, well, technically, she wasn't the first because I didn't even get the right number. <laughs> I guess that's also true. But yeah, that I guess this is also a story of my first underwhelming date that fucking didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, pretty much just as good as all of the dates that you've had up to this point. Yeah, but that's a story for another podcast episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. I, I thought of another one in the time, which is I normally didn't talk myself up too much in like high school and on and that's because i was scarred with so many things when i was younger oh and no one of those that i remember you know like core memory coming in here is uh, you know when you're young like 
kids like to dance they like to sing and of course parents being the supportive people that they are they're not like oh no your legs are doing this and oh no your pitch is way off they're just like, yeah, they're oh, like you're good so yeah exactly drawing any kind of art thing parents are like completely completely supportive yeah i'm cutting yeah, out yeah. that of the podcast um, <laughs> no no you're good keep it but uh yeah so my mom was completely supportive of me with that stuff and my dad from what i remember when he was around at the time he he was as well so in my head it's just like oh yeah i can sing i can dance i can do all of this stuff not realizing that oh shit i don't know how to do anything and i remember that at our elementary school there was like a dance competition that was coming on and one of the people uh that i was like kind of friends with at the time was like oh yeah you should join our dance group blah 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 just like you it was uh it was a girl that i had a crush on at the time so uh-huh. You know, elementary school, first love right there. And uh, she's like, oh, you should join our dance group or whatever for the competition. You know, can you show us what you got? And uh, (laughs) me being an elementary school student who had never taken any dance stuff, didn't know how to dance, never had practiced (laughs) before. Flailing your limbs? Exactly. Because I thought like the B-boy hip hop kind of dances were the coolest. So I literally went on the field, like the dirt and the grass, and I just had my back on the ground. And you know how they can kind of like do the worm on their back where they just like, I tried to do that. But I I was basically just like flailing on the ground, hitting my head on the dirt. And they just looked at me and they said, never do that again. And as an elementary school student, especially hearing that from elementary school students, it's like, oh my God. Okay. I can't sing. I can't dance. Oh my god, I'm never gonna do this again. That's actually fucking vicious. What the heck? They didn't even like downplay. Like, oh, nice, but we think we're gonna go in a different direction. They just said never do that again. Yeah, well, I mean, in elementary school, the idea of subtlety isn't super strong, but it also sucked because they were the ones who were like, oh yeah, do you want to join? And it was the girl that I had the crush on and all that stuff. And I mean, we were still friends after the fact, but I go in there, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm super into this. And I didn't realize that, you know, some kids actually do start practicing dance instruments and so on from a young age, granted a lot of time because their parents uh, put them into it. But me going in there and just flailing on the ground like an idiot and then hearing never do that again from people who I was pretty decent friends with was like oh my god i i should kill myself dude not even joking like that would scar me too like i don't know that i would get over that yeah well like i said core memory coming in because i (laughs) never forgot that moment is that something that's on the back of your mind like sometimes when you're like introducing people to like talents you have or like just they want to see you do something or is this something like just resurface and you're like oh my goodness my brain has opened tenfold and i wish it didn't you know this is one of those stereotypical things when you're laying at bed at midnight and you can't fall asleep and your brain's like hey remember all of this stuff that's one of those common memories that do come up (laughs) i feel so bad for you because that was so unnecessary i'm not gonna lie but i mean it's not like they were wrong but yeah who did that cut deep for 10 year old nine year old me whatever i would never try anything again (laughs) and i didn't oh man well i don't know that anything i could say is gonna live up to that one but uh you know i'll i'll give one that's kind of disappointing because this person had seen me at my height and then they saw me at my lows oh okay hit me with it So I talked about how I tried to leave my former life behind, you know, my middle school life, to be clear. (laughs) I was really confused. Yeah, your your middle school life where I bit you on the shoulder in gym class. Yeah, my previous identity. I I wanted none of that. But part part of what that was, you know, I mentioned I was in band in middle school. And, you know, I was a little drummer boy, a little percussionist. Yeah. And there was 
a lot of highs and oh my god did I experience the lows in that and because of that you know I left but at the time I was a pretty good drummer like I was the lead of the bass drums for marching band and for drumline and honestly I was good enough to be snare there's just a lot of internal politics and to be clear snare is like the the height of it right mm-hmm. but like I was still respected if I had like input to give you know I would give it and people would listen and that kind of thing like I was without a doubt a bona fide leader there but you know when I left I kind of just never like drummed again and whatnot well one of our friends was very musically inclined you might recall uh Zach right mm-hmm. um and not the Zach from last episode <laughs> <laughs> um point being he would go to guitar center and like play guitars and play drums and everything and one day I yeah, went with I him that. Yeah, I went with him one day and he was like, oh, hey, Jonathan, let's play the drums together, right? The only issue is it's very different playing a drum set where you got to like use your feet and like all these different drums, keep into account like cymbals and whatnot versus marching band where you're just playing one drum. You're just playing the bass drum. You're just playing the snare, just the cymbals, right? Yeah, I remember that was something that I was always confused about because I remember I wasn't in band, but I had friends, obviously, who were in band. And I remember that the drum line was like the quote unquote cool people of the band. And I was like, oh, cool. So they're like on the drum and they can do all of this. stuff. It's like, no, they're they just have the one drum or, you know, if they're lucky, three drums. And I'm just like, wait, these are the cool guys like this seems so stupid and boring. It, it really was i'm not gonna lie but like i tried like i picked up those drumsticks and i tried to like drum roll across the different drums with a few like cymbal hits and bass kicks and oh my god it looked like i was having an epileptic seizure <laughs> like nothing was coming out right and then like i knew it sounded bad and i was like yeah i haven't played since middle school man he's like it's okay (laughs) i'm like you know i used to be good you see where i'm at this is fucking painful oh my god yeah that that really is the musical version or the drum version of me flailing on the paper (laughs) (laughs) yeah the thing is like i i still think there's value in like playing a drum set like that would be cool to this day but just i never fucking learned Mm -hmm. so yeah it's just not happening that was embarrassing it's like i did this shit for years and i'm never doing that again (laughs) Yeah, well, I I just thought of uh, another one with that, which really ties together around the same time as the uh, as the first me flailing on the floor. <laughs> so you got traumatized back to back. Yeah, I did, and honestly, this is probably one of the things that, like, now looking back at all of these core <laughs> memories of like why my confidence as an elementary schooler was so high, and then as like you know late elementary school all the way up to now it's been like pretty dog shit yeah is i i remember th- there's a big age gap between me and my siblings like i was born in 1998 and the next uh youngest was born in 1982 i i think at least at the time i, I had a stepbrother born or a half brother born after that but um i I, you know, when you're a kid, you like to do lots of artistic things, at least a lot of the kids that I know did, and I would watch different, like, musicals on Disney Channel, you know, uh, High School Musical, just different movies that came up with that stuff, and I remember that I was like, okay, you know, maybe I'm going to be a songwriter then, oh yeah, I can do this, and I can (laughs) sing and all that stuff, and I remember that I, like, went to my backyard, like an edgy (laughs) nine-year-old that I was, (laughs) and I sat on top of the shed that was in my backyard that could look oh. over the fence and i was looking at the uh, cars passing by and i like had my piece of paper and my number two pencil and i was 
writing down like, okay, here are the lyrics and oh yeah, this is going to be like a love song that they can do and blah, blah, blah. And I remember that I was like, oh, well, I don't want to put this inside. So let me leave it here. I put it under the shed, but because of the wind or whatever, it uh, had blown away and it had blown into like the pool. And my brother who was like 16 years older than me and just had his stoner friends in the backyard were uh, like, oh yeah, we found a pa- piece of paper in the pool. What's this? And they looked at it and it was cringy nine-year-old love song kind of thing Aww. and they basically like went up to the glass door uh opened it up it was like oh did you write this oh oh you know it's all right just tell us it was a prank right you didn't actually try to do this and like that hurt even more of just like it's they so bad that it has to be a prank. yeah yeah and they were just like laughing at me the entire time and i remember that uh like they tried to keep on opening the glass door i should keep on closing it and eventually like the door handle broke because i just didn't want to deal with their shit and i tried to close it as hard as i could yeah. but yeah between the dance thing and then that was more songwriting less so than singing because i didn't actually do anything but between all of that stuff like any confidence for anything creative that i had especially went straight into the shitter and uh, i feel like this episode is becoming less comedy and more of just like (laughs) damn dylan has some emotional abuse issues in his back reliving dylan's trauma my bad yeah but no that is actually kind of mean though that is like bullying yeah I, i mean it's one of those things where like when you're a kid especially those things can uh, can become like core memories for you where for other people they think it's fine where i remember you know if i had a crush on someone and i was like oh you know oh what do you think about her could i marry her and my mom and you know brother and people would be like oh you know laughing and this stuff and they're laughing because they think it's cute but as a nine-year-old you're like i'm being laughed at for saying things like this so you don't internalize it as like oh i'm a cute child you internalize it as oh i uh i shouldn't talk about my feelings or any of this stuff because i'll just be get made fun of for it no i get what you mean though like my family whenever i had like childhood crushes and i stopped letting them know like after the first time yeah you and me both (laughs) (laughs) yeah like i would let her know like oh that girl's like cute i want to like date her or whatever like i thought at the time i probably said mary knowing me at the time yeah you and me both yeah and they were like oh does someone have a crush and everything and they bring it up every single day like how is it with this girl and i'm like I don't know. I learned about coloring today, <laughs> and like you know, and all that. But then, like, they would like bring it up to the girl's mom, and then the girl would know about it. And I was like, "Oh my god, you guys are actually the worst." I am literally a kindergartner. Like, okay, I, well, I, I actually have a question now because when I've called my sister, who my sister also has a big age gap between us, she's twenty years older than me, but she yes. and I get along uh, really well and all that. Uh, but I. I remember that like when I was dating my ex and everything, every time I called my sister and talked to her, she'd be like, oh, like the first thing is like, oh, are you still dating this person? Like, is that a normal question to ask? Like, honestly, in your opinion, is that a normal question to ask? Because I always felt like super awkward of just like, you know, if you call your mom every day, like, oh, you and dad still together. It's just like, (laughs) why do you feel that it's necessary? Did it seem like we're getting a divorce? Yeah, I I don't know. (laughs) Well, I don't like the question, are you and so still together? Because that implies a negative. I'd rather someone just ask like, how's this person been? And then like, if they're still in your life, you'll answer. And if they're not, you'll answer that way. Yeah, but, exactly. It's too much of a leading question with the direction of like positive or negative. Just leave it completely open-ended where you can find out whatever you want. Yeah. So I think like wording there is important, but even like disregarding that, I feel like that's the kind of question you ask when you don't know what else to ask. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, oh shoot, you know, I don't really know. You know, I kind of, asked dylan about his work about school how's his girlfriend you know like but i don't know yeah like that that would bother me a little bit to be honest yeah but uh i mean 
that that stuff aside, I'm sure you, you got more stuff to be embarrassed about. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, actually, kind of since you went into details about like songwriting and everything, I'll, I'll kind of like match you one for one a little bit. Oh yeah, because you did have like a screamo band at one point, right? Yeah, and it was realistically largely cover bands. We only wrote a few songs, like probably not even enough to fill out an EP. Mm-hmm. Even though I wrote my own since independently. The point being, like, people are like, "Whoa, Jonathan, you used to be like screaming." like metal vocals or used to like sing metal songs and i'm like yeah they're like okay sing for us and i'm like it's not that simple <laughs> like for starters one that's just kind of awkward like i'm sure every singer gets that but it's like what do you want me to do put on a talent show for you but then like even beyond that like i, I feel like there's a few things that are reasonable here one singers warm up before they sing and it's not no, meant to sound no like ariana grande certainly doesn't just walk up on well maybe she can because she's that talented but in general like most people don't just walk up on stage they need like a sound check for like 20 minutes going me 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 and whatever (laughs) so like you know just not getting that because that'd be fucking awkward to do in front of you like that felt awkward doing it there (laughs) i mean i i love it i'll highlight that in the podcast yeah please do like let that be the intro (laughs) like just loop it three (laughs) times instead of our intro song yeah great but nah, it's just like that happens. And then like something people need to understand is like metal vocals. Like I largely do like borderline punk singing more than metal singing. So like that's just a different style than pop singing in general. So like I can't just sing Bruno Mars because my voice isn't trained for that. It's trained for like, I don't know, kind of harsh, brutal vocals. So it's just not going to sound the same and you probably won't appreciate it the same way. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I, So it's not your fault that you're bad. It's our fault for not appreciating it. It's your fault for not having good music taste. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but then also, I'm not just going to fucking scream in front of you. That's awkward. That's even more awkward than singing in front of you. It's like I've just sung in front of very few few people you are one of the very few and under your circumstances i still didn't warm up i was shivering because it was cold outside but i was also in a jacuzzi with jets hitting my back yeah it came i out remember pre- <laughs> it came out okay all things considered but also just like this is awkward i don't want to do this again <laughs> fair enough so like it's just whenever people ask me to sing or scream in front of them i'm like no <laughs> so like they, they're kind of like did you ever do it i'm like yes i did it no i'm not going to do it in front of you and no i'm not going to send you any recordings either <laughs> So, are you going to do it for the podcast, Jonathan? No, I'm never going to. You guys will just have to live doubting my ability to sing and scream. All right, too bad. But yeah, so that, that that's honestly borderline a pet peeve as much as it is just me letting down people's expectations. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, you don't even let them down from like being bad, though. You just let them down from not doing it. Like that, That's just saying, yeah, I have a 12-inch penis. No, you can't see. <laughs> Yeah, you're never gonna get to see my 20 foot long penis. <laughs> oh God, it's it's like the size of a modest uh, backyard. <laughs> oh God, man, I am amazed I never saw that thing in the jacuzzi. Uh, you didn't get me riled up enough. <laughs> oh, God. Moving right. on. Hopefully, yeah, you have something on. else. I do. Thank God. Um, so this is one that you actually experienced firsthand, which wasn't super embarrassing, but it was to an extent. Oh no! Uh, Hopefully, I didn't cause it. Uh, I mean, you invited me, which is uh, causing it to an extent. 
Oh, okay. Is, that's better. That's uh, better. You know, I've always been naturally pretty strong. Like I remember I would arm wrestle the football players and I would beat them despite me not lifting weights and stuff like that. Yeah. But the thing is, is that in sports, it's not like strength is a one-to-one comparison to like being good. Oh where... no, I think I know what this is. <laughs> Go ahead, yeah. Though. Which not to say that I was terrible, but here's the thing is that uh, for certain sports, combat sports, for example, like <laughs> oh, boxing, no. um, you, you need a lot of training of like, okay, great, you're naturally strong. But one, the guy I was boxing, your cousin, was like 15 pounds heavier than me at the time, which there yeah. are weight classes for a reason, which that's like two weight classes above me. Not terrible, but still not great. Uh, on top of that, we weren't wearing headgear. And uh, realistically, even amateurs who go to like national tournaments still wear headgear. Only like complete pros do boxing without headgear. And yeah. even then brain damage is a horribly common thing throughout that where i think the average professional boxer's lifespan is like five years shorter than average um so all of that stuff so you invited me uh since we always did like strength competitions to your cousin's backyard where we were doing some real hillbilly boxing back there (laughs) it was like if you told me that we were shirtless drinking corona i would absolutely believe it yeah so uh we we decided to do that this was like first year of college and uh I, i had never done any boxing before but i was like yeah i'm naturally strong so i should be able to punch and all that stuff and not to say that i was terrible but one going in with no headgear two your cousin had been doing this a lot more so he had more experience three the weight difference just everything combined so we go in and you know i get some punches and everything and i don't have my guard up because i've never practiced boxing before and i just get hit straight in the head and then he like barrages (laughs) my head which is not a good place to get hit in boxing and i remember i was like wow i feel like i weigh five pounds now i'm so light yeah so after that we we stopped and i had work later that day at little caesar's (laughs) And I remember during my drive back, I was like, where am I going? Oh, yeah, I'm going home to change clothes. And I just I I definitely had some kind of like small, mild concussion where I just my memory could not stick or anything. I decided to see a doctor. Yeah, because I ended up leaving uh, Little Caesars early because I had my uh, crackhead, like actual crackhead uh, assistant manager who was always fine with anything. So he uh, was just like, yeah, you're feeling bad. You can go home because I threw up a little bit in the bathroom. And uh, uh, yeah, when I was home, I was telling my dad of just like, oh, yeah, I did some backyard boxing with my (laughs) friend's cousin who's 15 pounds heavier than me, didn't have any boxing uh, headgear. He's just like you're a fucking idiot. Can you drive to, you know, an hour to my place and I'll take you to the hospital. Like you need to go to the hospital right now. And, uh, I actually, I don't think he even told me to drive. I think he drove down to come get me and then drove back another hour to the hospital. And like, basically I just sat down in a bed and they're like, yeah, mild concussion. Everything's fine. You're like mild. Yeah, exactly. Which I didn't have an issue with and my dad paid for it. So there was no issues, but like, Dude, to get a fucking CT scan is like $2,000 right there just for getting punched in the head a couple of times from, you know, our hillbilly boxing. And that was, I mean, that was embarrassing to my dad because I seemed like a dumbass. And that was embarrassing, uh, like facing your cousin of like, I go in there like, oh, okay, I'm strong guy. And even if he thought like, oh, this guy's pretty strong, my skills did not match with my strengths. So wait, did your dad actually pay 2000 though? I'm not sure. I think he did. I think he put it on his credit card and like paid it off over like six months or something. But it was just like, damn, I just feel like such a dumbass. Now I feel really bad. I mean, I know he makes like good money, but like, damn. Oh, all good. My dad's life is meant to be shit. 
apparently partly because of me but nah like that when i saw the first hit like oh damn he got hit pretty hard when i saw the subsequent hits i was like all right james you can you can stop <laughs> like that was the thing like admittedly in retrospect maybe it would have been better for you to go against someone else because he was the closest to your weight out of everyone there mm-hmm. but i had told james multiple times you kind of suck at pulling your punches mm-hmm. like i am very good at hitting like extremely fast and extremely soft because i can hurt you if i want like i think at one time you had me punch you as hard as i could and you're like yeah that hurt mm-hmm. but like whenever you and i box like i think briefly we did it once in your garage like i was absolutely not punching like that because i do not want to hurt you i want to tap you and that's about the extent of it like you well, know so I, hit- I only used my right hand i because yeah. i'm left-handed so we we put in uh, restraints for that stuff where yeah your brother was basically okay welcome to the boxing gym before you learn the basics let me beat the shit out of you <laughs> so it was like hmm, this isn't a great way to learn boxing yeah i got pretty upset with him over that to be honest i was like bro what are you doing like uh you don't have to punch that hard like you're it's not impressing anybody just get the hit in and stop yeah well like, like i said that's part of the embarrassment is because I, i'm you know mr strong guy and it's like oh well it's not that he's that much stronger than me it's that's because he actually knows how to aim for the fucking head and block his head <laughs> yeah in general like i just always kept my hands up but that's the kind of thing like if you're not watching combat sports or like you know anything you're, you're just not gonna know going in yeah yeah that I, I definitely feel bad about that one. And no, that's all good. It's all good. When you texted me saying you got a mild concussion, I was like, one, thank God that was only mild because I had my doubts. But two, I was like, yeah, that I'm going to lose sleep over this for a couple nights. So is Dylan probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that felt bad. Uh, yeah. Hopefully that ends up being the only concussion you get in your life. Hopefully. <laughs> But man, let me think. Let me think. I got I mean, one for you that uh, I'm sure you can talk about, which is, uh, you know, a certain event that happened in middle school about a certain movie. You, you know what I'm talking about? Is it something very usual? Actually, it's quite unusual, if I do say so. Yeah. So, okay. I'm going to give context i am gonna give context okay i'm gonna delete the context in post (laughs) no 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 we're gonna get this done in pre i'm just gonna stop right now just kidding um so and uh, the way i like to converse with people is i like to let them talk about stuff they talk about even if i'm not interested in the slightest because that makes people like you know you get to learn about them generally they like you more and like blah blah blah. just good social habits right Mm mm-hmm you just flushed that down down the <laughs> toilet, my man. <laughs> so the story, oh my God, I think you were just talking about movies and movies you liked. Maybe I was asking for recommendations or something. And you brought up the usual suspects and I was just nodding along going like, oh yeah, yeah, that's cool and everything like going along with it. And you just fucking decided, let's just end Jonathan's career right now. And you're like, have you seen the usual suspects and just put me on blast and i had to be like no i'm just nodding along and letting you talk no you didn't say that though like, did yeah. I no you were like yeah yeah of course yeah. Oh, and did like, I? yeah and then i said oh okay then what's it about and that's when you got boomed because you're like okay oh. i haven't seen it i was just but i'm like no 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 you said you saw it okay so i think maybe why i thought it went the way it was because you had such a profound impact on the way i would talk to people then never again did i fake it i would just openly oblige i don't know this but go and keep talking directly because of you which might be a good thing to be honest you taught me that lesson at a very good age because if that kept going on to this day oh my god it would have just happened with someone else who's less understanding yeah 
Man, I love that I fucking lied about that, though. That is so on brand for middle school, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, it really, really is. Oh, man. Uh, let me think. Let me think. Well, I was going to say, if you don't have anything, we're 43 minutes in. So, I mean, you, you can think of the last couple. Or I, I was thinking if you want to uh, uh, finish off with some like reverse stuff of some times that people had low expectations and you wowed them. Um. Yeah, I'll go with that because I had. I think I can go for one more, but it's not actually too dissimilar from the drum one. So okay. I, I'm gonna go for one where I wowed people. All right, ended on a high note. All right, I I think I have two, and that's about it in comparison to like the six negatives I came up with. Exactly. Um, one I I think I've mentioned this one before, but um, my cousin was very big into airsoft. Uh, back in like this, the cousin that punched me in the head. Yeah, it's actually that exact same cousin. Oh, he was yeah. really into violent things. I don't know what was up with him. He had some repressed anger issues. I'm sure. I hope he and his wife are okay. Yeah. Blink twice if you're not okay. <laughs> but no, nah, what ended up happening was he was big into airsoft and he lived in private property. So he had like borderline a jungle in his backyard. Um, and what ended up happening was we had, I'm not sure what the relationship was. I think like distant cousin, but he was in the Marines, right? Mm-hmm. And he was on leave for some kind of reason. And he decided he was going to airsoft with us. And he was so confident. He didn't even wear like face gear. He just was so confident he was going to destroy every single one of us, right? Mm-hmm. So my cousin, you know, and his friends, because it was like, I want to say like eight of us total. It was us eight bef- against the one Marine, right? Mm-hmm. And my cousin and his friends came up with the idea. If we all group together, he cannot realistically shoot all eight of us before we shoot him. So we're going to win just by sheer force of numbers, right? Yeah. Which, I mean, sounds like a reasonable enough approach if you're okay just getting shot. But I was like, honestly this is kind of fucking stupid. (laughs) Like they were literally standing in a line because the thought process is if they're in a line, only one of them can get shot at a time, right? (laughs) The person in front, which they're not wrong, but that sucks for the person in front. So he had armor piercing rounds. That's where you miscalculate. He had actual bullets to be clear. No, I'm just kidding. So I just decided I'm going to like call an executive decision. I just wandered off on my own without telling any of them. And they didn't even notice either, which kind of feels bad. <laughs> but anyways, um, I was wandering around to the right by like many, many feet. Like they were hard, uh, like kind of hard to see. Like I could like see them, but like wasn't able to like hear them at that point, even though they were talking pretty loud. Mm-hmm. And I was going through the trees and like I said, it's like borderline forest, not exaggerating. At one point I see someone in front of me and he's looking at the guys to the side. So I just pull up my gun and I shoot him like three times in the chest. And he's like, he, he congratulates me. And he's like, dang, that was, that was really good, Jonathan. You weren't like the others. The others, I was just going to come from the side and shoot all of them. And like, it would have been extremely easy. I'm like, yeah, I kind of thought the same. <laughs> so we come walking back. We're like, hey, I got him. And they're like, what the heck? You got him? I'm like, yeah, because I decided walking in a straight line towards a Marine wasn't a good idea. And they're like, whoa, that was really good, Jonathan. That was like really strategic. And I'm like, was it? I, I guess <laughs> that's the downside to like these moments where I guess we're technically ending on a high note. But it's only a high note because people had such low value in you. Yeah. It's just like, oh, wow, you did it. Oh, wow. I didn't even realize you left. Yeah, that was the thing. They were like, yeah, we didn't even realize that. They're like, that happened so quickly. And I'm like, I was gone for like several minutes, guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> did you just not realize? Damn, that's a feels bad. 
<laughs> but yeah, no, in in uh in ordinary like circumstances, I'm pretty bad at airsoft because I can't wear my glasses under the mask. Oh, so like yeah. even under that circumstance, like it was pretty hard just shooting him, but I did it and I was pretty proud of it. Yeah. Do you have a situation where you like lived up or even exceeded expectations? I do. This one you might remember from high school uh, because this I, I was super proud of at the time is sophomore gear, as we talked about last episode, you got to choose what PE you were in. So mm-hmm. I chose rec life. So we got to do lots of different, you know, bowling, archery. And one of the things that came up was badminton. And during badminton, we only played doubles because of how many courts were available. It would have been too long of just switching, uh, waiting for turns to switch if we only did one-on-one. So we did only doubles, and me and our friend Luke were in the class together, so he and I were the doubles uh, partners. And he and I were really good. We were the best in that period. And we ended up having a tournament at the end of the badminton unit and we won the entire period tournament. So we were the champions. Well, apparently the other two rec, uh, the, the other two rec life periods also had a tournament and they had their doubles champions of their thing. And we didn't have like a tournament for who's the best of the periods. What we did was that there was like a Olympic badminton team in training like they weren't clearly olympic level yet but they were like high schoolers who were training to be on the olympic team yeah and they they weren't part of our school there was some you know touring people because our school got so much fucking budget for just random shit so we got them to come by and they got to do a demonstration of like oh look at these goose feather uh birdies that we have and the goose feather so they're just being snobs (laughs) yeah like they were having all of that stuff and they were like okay so we're going to give an opportunity to the champions of each period to play a doubles match against our people. And I remember they, uh, I remember that the first two period champions went, so four people total. Uh, first one happens and they go back and forth. And I remember that the Olympic team clearly gave both period champions like a freebie point of like, oh no, we can't reach it, even though they reached some much harder ones earlier, just to be like, okay, we don't want to shit on you guys too hard. So we went into it being like, okay, our goal isn't one point, our goal is two points. And Mm. I remember they handed us the goose feather rackets and they were like, do not break this fucking thing. It's worth five hundred dollars. And I was like, oh my god, okay, then don't hand me these. I'm fine. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, but uh They handed us that, and then me and Luke went in position, and the thing is, is that the Olympic challenging people, whatever, they were really good at spiking it hard. Like, I didn't realize a birdie can be hit at, like, 100 miles an hour. I'm not sure if they were going that fast, but they were going at least, like, 60 miles an hour. Wait, that would hurt to get hit by. Well, it's super light, so even if it would hurt, the bigger issue is it's fucking hard to respond to compared to, like, a normal... And then lightly goes over the net. So with that in mind, we were just like, okay, we cannot beat that. So our goal to win is just to keep on returning it as much as possible. They're bound to get tired. They're bound to fuck (laughs) up. Like we're, we're the underdogs in the anime arc right now. Yeah. And we would go back and forth, back and forth. I remember I even had some diving shots where like, I barely got it. He had to turn around and like duck down to get it from behind and uh, get it over the net. And both he and I were just doing absolutely amazing considering that we had played in high school for two weeks versus an Olympic team. Uh, And you could tell that like, our skill was much higher than the other period champions. So the Olympic team starts spiking it and we're just like, okay, look at where the racket is coming from. Okay, it's probably going to land here and, and barely get it. And we would still miss a lot of this, but we would return a, a decent amount compared to the other uh, classes. And yeah. 
we get our freebie point and it's like, okay, that point, that was obvious that they just gave it to us. They missed it. It wasn't like anything amazing. We, it, who gives a shit about that point? This is where it really starts. And that's when we go ham, diving for every shot, doing this, returning all of these like 60 mile an hour shots with our little barely over the net shots and all of this shit. And it's just back and forth, back and forth. And I remember for like the second to last point, I go diving for this one that's on the very edge and I miss it. But the thing is, is if it lands outside the lines of the court, then you get a point uh, for them not hitting it within the... the... Wait. So So I I dove for it. I missed it because it wasn't inside the court. I was like right up to the line. And then one of the kids, because the entire PE periods... uh, each PE period was on the bench, just watching us go back and forth. And the kid in front of it stands up with like, it land out, it land out. And everyone's like, Oh, holy shit. They got a real point off of these guys where it's not because we served it so hard at them. It's because they had to like, how the fuck do we get these guys to go down? They keep on returning our hard shots, but then we can return their easy ass shots. So they tried to give us like a very boundary uh, shot that just missed. So I was able to not return it, but get a point. And we got one actual point against the Olympic training team. And that was like one of my highlight moments in high school. Dude, this is literally something straight out of an anime. What is this? Yeah, I mean, we still lost super hard because you need like 21 points to win or whatever. So it was 2 to 21. Yeah. But uh, it doesn't change the fact that like, damn, those guys are going home. And I wonder with how much their asshole coach was like, don't break these fucking rackets when he uh, gave it to us. It was just like, you guys lost an actual fucking point against these high schoolers that have been playing for two weeks. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Well, honestly, well, for one, this is a proud moment for you. And then for them, this is the first part of the episode <laughs> talking about low lights and disappointment. Yeah, exactly. But, man, that is so upsetting. How much natural talent yet, man? You could have been Olympic level. What is going on here? I'm not sure if I could have been Olympic level, but uh, yeah, at the very least, was, uh, it was a good time in high school. But hey, it wasn't just me. Luke was also out there carrying just as much weight. You guys could have been like uh, the next Serena and Venus Williams. Aren't they tennis players, though? Well, is there really a big difference between tennis and badminton? Oh, no. Now now we're getting all our tennis and badminton fans in the chats. We're going to get flamed. A thousand views and 999 of them are going to be people hating on us and disliking. It's okay. Dislikes don't show up on YouTube anymore. Oh, that's true. That's true. No one will know. Yeah, only me as I cry, as I <laughs> flail with my hip-hop moves on the grass. Oh, no. Oh, man. Let me... God, I had a good example of a time I lived up to expectations, but I kind of forgot it. So this is kind of me (laughs) dropping expectations again. (laughs) Oh, what a surprise. Yeah, well, you can take your time. I could cut this out like my long pause earlier. (laughs) Yeah, please do. Because let me think I had one. No, yeah, it's not coming to me. All right, then I'll put in SpongeBob 20 minutes later. And then uh, <laughs> I don't think we can do that legally speaking. No, no. SpongeBob's public property now. Your public property. All right. So, so say something that gets us back to the normal podcast because the fourth wall is breaking and I'm confused what I cut out and what I don't. Okay, let me think. Let me think. Okay, the last thing I talked about was natural talent. You had disappointing. Just, just say, oh, yeah, I don't think I can think of anything. And then... Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, but nah, um, beyond that, I don't think I can really come up with any other things off the top of my head. My life is full of disappointments and none really successes. So I mean, that's why we're such good match, uh, such a good match, such good friends, because both of us are just failures. Yeah, well, you know, th- this podcast is going to be the thing that takes us up. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that, this is the thing that had zero expectations, and, you know, 14 episodes in, we're getting 13 <laughs> views an episode. <laughs> oh, you know, I actually do have one more thing, though, off the top okay. of my head. Hit me um, with it. Aside from, like, things that actually were successes or were failures, like, I think the disproportionate amount of failures I have to successes in this regard, like, have shaped me in such a way, like, I am genuinely kind of afraid to, like, show people things, like... For an example, a game we both played growing up was Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi 3. I do remember. And I play that game a lot, and you play that game a lot. And that's mm-hmm. why I will never play you at it. Because, like, if I just suck at the game and you dominate me, it'd be like, man, what were all those hours for? And you're going to be like, really, Jonathan? You play this game for hours and give me something to keep me up at night. So, like, I, I just, it's kind of interesting because I think it has genuinely pushed me away from wanting to show people, like, things I have done. Well, I, I have two things to say to that. One is, yeah. you played on PlayStation, I played on Wii, so we just couldn't play each other anyway. Because you're doing, like, quarter circle <laughs> X, and I'm doing, like, ka, me, <laughs> me, ha, with my uh, hands on the Wii remote. So that, that would so much more out. fun, though. It, it was, let, let's be real. But uh, number two is, I think you're just scared because of how much I whooped your ass in Naruto. <laughs> Okay, yeah, to be fair, that's a game I never played. So, like, at least I didn't have expectations going in. But, yeah, I just assume you're going to be so good at every game like you are Naruto, closing your eyes, playing with one hand, and still beating me by mashing one button. Like, that's upsetting. Who does that say more about? You, me, or the character? Uh, I think the game. It's clearly broken, to be honest. Uh, Yeah. But nah, I, I don't know. Like, I think it has genuinely shaped me a little bit. You mentioned that your things like definitely affected your confidence. Yeah, well, I'm glad that I can contribute to your low self-esteem. Yeah, thank you. I don't know. I think clearly we both need therapy after this. Well, you're in therapy, so give me yeah. a good recommendation. <laughs> I'm going to bring this up. I'm like, man, one time I sucked at showing people Dance Dance Revolution and the therapist will be like, this is what you're paying me for. <laughs> It's like, really? 1v1 me, man. Uh, and then he'll destroy me, and then the trauma's going to come back. Yeah, all right. Well, <laughs> you can but, practice, but uh, I think uh, good, good stopping point. End with your yeah. failure. Yeah, so next week I'll update you about how I desperately and miserably fail at skateboarding with my friend later on today. Well, didn't you just fail at talking? What Was it skateboarding or skating? Uh, oh, no, no, like skating as in skateboarding. Oh, dude, this whole time I was thinking of you going to the roller rink. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, I do not know how to skate skate. I know how to skateboard skate. Oh, my God. This is why I was comparing it in Korea the, to, to the skating oh, rinks. Oh, I thought you were saying skateboarding was huge in Korea. No, uh, skating like roller skates. Oh, my God. We're both idiots. That's the true way to end this podcast. This clears up so much. That's why I was saying, like, they know how to do tricks. Like, you know, like popping the skateboard. And, I like, was confused what you flip. meant by roller skating tricks. I was like, that sounds dangerous. Are they doing 360 twirls? Okay. <laughs> They're just doing like cartwheels with skates on i don't fucking know okay dang my eyes have been opened to the third dimension my third eye just opened on i'm like tn oh my god 
All right. Well, you have fun with skateboarding then. <laughs> Ta-ta yeah. for now. <laughs> toot toot for new. Thank you.